DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Mauritius. Thank you for having me. In looking at the Holy Rule, it doesn't surprise me that our next subject would be one that seems to have its this topic, its heart right there in the rule. And it's in place of wanting the latest sustainability. That seems to be a hallmark, isn't it, of the rule? That is true. Of the rule and of the way of life of monks and Benedictines. Maybe in order to introduce you into this topic, I read from chapter 31 of the rule, which is on the qualifications of the monastery cellarer. As cellarer of the monastery, there should be chosen from the community someone who is wise, mature in conduct, temperate, not an excessive eater, not proud, excitable, offensive, dilatory or wasteful, but God-fearing and like a father to the whole community. He will take care of everything, but will do nothing without an order from the abbot. Let him keep his orders. Let him keep watch over his own soul, ever mindful of that saying of the apostle, he who serves well secures a good standing for himself. He must show every care and concern for the sick, children, guests, and the poor, knowing for certain that he will be held accountable for all of them on the day of judgment. He will regard all utensils and goods of the monastery as sacred vessels of the altar, aware that nothing is to be neglected. He should not be prone to greed, nor be wasteful or extravagant with the goods of the monastery, but should do everything with moderation and according to the abbot's orders. I quoted this passage because twice the word wasteful appears. The cellarer shouldn't be wasteful. So here you get a glimpse already what St. Benedict means or what he sees as a sustainable way of leading a monastery or of uh, leading a monastic life. Practically, the monks mostly buy things that are sustainable, that are enduring, that are lasting. So when they have the choice to um, 
maybe buy or make a chair that is solid, that is firm, that will probably endure for, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, they would always choose the one that is sustaining and not the one that you can waste away, that you can throw away next year. So this is kind of a basic attitude that the monks look for things that last. And this has something to do with our vow of stability because we want to stay and so should the things that surround us be sustainable. So in this sense, we don't try to want the latest because if you want to have the latest, you have to to throw away all things that are not new anymore, but rather have those things that are solid enough, good quality, and uh, will serve us also in, in a couple of years or maybe even, I don't know, decades or centuries. The term sustainability is a little bit awkward word, but um, this term comes originally from the forestry. It was created in order to find a good way how, how many trees should be cut and how many should be left alone. The idea is to cut only so many trees that in the whole the forest is still healthy. So cut only so many as other trees can grow. And as you know, it takes a long time for trees to grow. Mm-hmm. If you cut too many at the same time, you will, over time, kill the whole forest. You know, it cannot persist. So only what is renewable or can be grow again, this teaches you how much you can use or how much you can s- spend. So this is the idea of sustainability. It's difficult speaking to a culture whose economy would desire you to seek the latest and the greatest by its marketing definition. Whether the great, whether it's truly something that will last time, it, there's an enticement to say, well, it only costs this much. So you end up mm-hmm. for the lower price, in the long haul, you'll have to buy, an, say, another chair mm-hmm. or another couch down mm-hmm. uh, in a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. to keep that economy going. Mm-hmm. But then resources are used and mm-hmm. things are consumed. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to that adage, do you really need it? Mm-hmm. You are so right. Our whole system is set up like this, to be good consumers, to buy things, and that also includes to throw things away because you cannot store everything. The reason why Benedict wants us to live in this sustainable way is there are different reasons for this, different motives. One reason is that we don't cling so much to things. You know, When you always want to have the latest, you have to follow all the time the advertisements, uh, the promotions in order to be up to date. 
that takes a lot of energy which is directed to products, to things. Mm -hmm. This energy we could spend for prayer and for community life and for our spiritual life. So this is one reason that we take things too serious if we always want to have new ones, new ones, and the latest. Another reason is that, as you mentioned it, what do we do to coming generations? Think about our dead, the dead of our uh, country. What do we leave the, the, other, the coming generations? And this is a question that is very strong in a monastery. We, we kind of plan and build and organize our things in order to enable a future, in order not to take away the resources our descendants need and will need. Again, stability. It's the vow of stability. How can a monastery persist if we spend the resources and give them away? This would be the end of the monastery. It would be only thinking about ourselves and our times. No, we want to stay. So to save our resources, not to cut more trees than necessary. This is the idea behind. So by doing this, we respect the future. We respect the coming generations. We don't take ourselves too important. But instead, think about what the coming generations need. We'll return in just a moment to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Glorious Saint Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace, behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me. Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom. Graciously obtain for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. 
Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession, confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. It does drive so many different aspects of our lives when we're always in that quest for the latest thing. And I don't mean to keep bashing on the, the consumer side of it, mm-hmm. but it does drive how much we will need to work to attain the latest, and then that affects our ability to be able to have that balance where, I, as you said, we need to be able to pray, we need to be able to sleep. It needs what our interaction will be like with the others around us because what's driving us is to acquire the latest mm-hmm. and not take the time to rest with what we have. Right. And again, to which do you bind your energy and your love and your heart? And this wonderful sentence in the chapter I just read, 31, when St. Benedict says, the seller should see all things of the monastery, all goods of the monastery as sacred vessels of the altar. It's an interesting point. First of all, how do you make and chalice. You try to make it sustainable because it kind of mirrors the eternity. In the same way as God never fades away and never ceases, we want to see it here on earth in a way. So sacred vessels, things for the altar, the liturgy, are made out of very precious material, very carefully, pieces of art, And you would treat them with respect. You wouldn't waste them. You wouldn't like to waste them. And Benedict says we should. All goods of the monastery regard 
like sacred vessels. That is that's really interesting. So even the broom, the the television set, um, the utensils in the kitchen, treated respectful, because people have worked for it, somebody has paid for it, resources have been used for it. This is the point. To respect the created things. And when you do this, you are not as wasteful anymore with the things around you. Yeah, I think something that came leaping out when you were describing that is that, and in the very, very end of it, you have been blessed with it. And I'm just recalling times where I've been working in missionary work in Latin America Mm -hmm. where not having any utensils. Mm -hmm. What a blessing it is to have the service of forks, spoons, knives that we do have. Mm -hmm. They're not just utensils, but look at Mm -hmm. the blessing of that. Mm -hmm. Or even the fact that you would have paper in the commode to be Mm -hmm. able to use that we take, we even take that for granted. We don't see the blessing Mm -hmm. in what we've been given. So to want more would, it it feeds a a part of us that is not maybe so healthy. And also when you keep utensils or things for a longer period of time, you kind of develop a re- kind of relationship to these things, maybe a jacket or maybe your desk or whatever it is, and that is not the worst thing to do. Um, let me take another example. Um, we had a confrere in our abbey who was a mechanic. and What he did was he purchased three accident-damaged cars, and took out all things that were still usable and constructed or built a new car out of those things. That was a process that took a while, <laughs> but we only had those cars. It was all Volkswagen, so it was good parts of, uh, of those cars. But it was a very creative procedure. So... What I what I really pity today is that when we only buy things and waste them and buy and waste, we are so dependent from these companies who offer the things. The companies have, have already designed it that after a couple of years they uh, they break mm-hmm. these these things. In the past, it was more that you would repair things. This is what our brother did, you know, and. You would try, this is an active thing, this is a creative thing, to to keep the things uh, going. This involves your activity, and this is a human value. If you instead just consume and just buy and waste, it's so passive, it's so boring. Excuse me, it's so boring. What can I do when the new iPhone comes out? Okay, this is what they offer. Okay, I buy it. You have only the choice. You buy it or you... You skip and go to the next generation then. This is the only choice you have. You have mm-hmm. no other choice. You cannot you cannot do so much with it. And so this Benedict loves an active 
handling of the things, that we really use the things. And that involves a kind of relationship to handle them, to see them like sacred vessels. Maybe I should mention a kind of a a balancing thought, a thought that goes in another direction, otherwise I think it's uh, also not right. When he says the cellar should not be dilatory or wasteful, Dilatory, I think, means something like you should not procrastinate, you should not be hesitant or wasteful. This is wonderful. This is original Benedict when he says, so both is not good, being wasteful, but on the other hand, don't hesitate to buy new things, you know, mm-hmm. don't procrastinate. If, if something new is needed, try to get it. So here he's not, not hesitant to, to have new things. Now, it is interesting that he would use that particular contrast. It, it all goes back to that taking the pause to discern and essentially, do you really need it? Mm-hmm. And to, it repeatedly ask that question, not just one, because the emotions can move you, mm-hmm. the, that initial fervor. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. There, there's nothing wrong with taking that pause, is there? Mm-hmm. Right. This way of living more sustainable and working more sustainable includes the reduction of the speed of our life. This is slowing down our life. So maybe you have found this already in Benedictine or monastic communities. The life is sometimes a little bit slower. The pace is a little bit slower than in in the other parts of the society. And this has something to do with it because when you when you think, when you also regard the future, what is coming, when you think kind of in long terms, then things become slower. You don't have to to go after the latest fashion. It's, it's not necessary because other fashions are coming again and again and again and again and again. Ah, you know, we know this, so why, why, why should we? And this sometimes slows us down, and I think that is not the worst thing to do nowadays. But these long-term thinking, this is typical Benedictine. Think about my community. The community I'm allowed to live in is 1,200 years old. It was founded in 816. You know, what is the latest fashion. What is that? You know, compared to this to this time. And so you kind of become a little bit relaxed and say, okay, let's see. That does not mean that we are not open for for new things. And sometimes in the history the monks really have been up to date even at the forefront of developments. Think about the science in many, many things the monks were the ones who brought the newest or the latest. But maybe they were able to do this because they were not too attached to this crazy <laughs> um, run for the latest. What do you suppose, Father Mauritius, is the thing that drives us to desire inordinately? 
the latest? That's a wonderful question. Let me try to give two answers. One is we try to avoid something, avoid boredness, avoid being confronted with ourselves, avoid to pause, avoid to slow down. This would be a negative answer. The positive answer could be in order to look something to to see something good in this tendency god is new as well god is always new and so there is this longing for being young having the latest because we kind of sense that god is always young in a way but on the other hand he's always old too <laughs> he's both Ever ancient, ever new. Right. Mm. By the way, just as a side remark, according to the statistics, the monks live longer than all other persons in average. So the, the male monk lives four years longer than the average person in the society. It's very interesting. It is. Very yeah. sustainable. It's very sustainable. <laughs> Well, any final thoughts on this particular topic, Father Mauritius? Yes. There was a cellarer in our monastery. He was a cellarer for 38 years, imagine. He was a very good one, Father Anselm Grün. He was a good, or well, he's a good writer, spiritual author too. And he once said to me, if you want to be successful... Think in long terms and persist. I think this is at least true for Benedictines, but maybe somewhat true for everybody also. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Thank you, Father Mauritius. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, and if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.